Thursday, happy day before a day before Christmas. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, this is the final of three days uh, sitting in for the great Glenn Beck. I've enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. I want to thank Glenn for providing me his platform and opportunity to speak to you the last two days and now here for a third day. And guys and girls, we're going to end with a bang. And it's very important that I mention girls because I was talking with the uh, the team that tracks the ratings for the show. And from all the reports, we're up like 387% with uh, female listeners uh, during my time here. Uh, it's been an amazing, like women all over the country have just stopped what they're doing at the sound of my voice and have been listening to this show. And as you heard yesterday, I mean, they were, they were just calling in. They couldn't help. They just had to talk to me. I'm the most interesting man, the most interesting single man, perhaps, in America. Uh, so, ladies, I want to thank you for that. Okay, I'm joking about the 387% uptick, uh, but you get the gist. I'm Look, I may not be smarter than Glenn, but I'm sexier than Glenn. Uh, but we're going to end with a bang. I'm going to walk you through the lies that have changed me and changed my worldview and changed how I'm perceived as a journalist, as a broadcaster, as an entertainer. It was a bunch of lies that got me here, that turned me from a person that was not political to a person who's a little bit political and certainly conservative. Uh, we're gonna do all of that today. We're gonna talk about, we're gonna unpack the lies, the red pills, they're all lies that got me here. I'm Jason Whitlock, the host of Fearless, with Jason Whitlock. Stay tuned for a great show. Next! The Glenn Beck Program. This is the best time of the year. Best excuse I know to deck out your entire home and why stop with the seasonal decor? If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now is the time to get those new window treatments. With prices cut up to 35% site-wide, Blinds.com can make your dream home become a reality. Updating your window treatments is a small home improvement that can have a big impact. And Blinds.com makes getting custom window treatments easy and affordable. Upgrade one room or your entire house with huge savings on premium blinds, stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. You'll never find any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. You can plan to do it yourself or have them handle the installation. Their free professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out too. This time of the year, change your house for the better. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% site-wide right now. Blinds.com for 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. I'm Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck during this holiday season. This is my third and final day hosting the show. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed it. I am the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV, across all uh, podcast platforms. And if you just go to youtube.com backslash Jason Whitlock, 
W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K. Uh, you can find my show on YouTube if you want to watch and see why women all over the country have fallen in love with the Glenn Beck show uh, during my brief stay here. Uh, you can actually see me, watch my shows, youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Become a subscriber. Join the Fearless Army. We are trying to inspire fearless men and fearless people to take back this country. And I walked you through in the previous days uh, my journey as an athlete, uh, my journey as a Christian. Today, I'm going to walk you through my journey as a journalist and how my background as a journalist and the lies that are pervasive throughout the modern media, throughout corporate media, transitioned me from someone who was uh, not remotely politically partisan to someone who was celebrated by many people on the left, uh, someone who received a lot of journalism awards and a lot of celebration as a journalist, to someone who is now reviled by corporate media and seen as an enemy of corporate media. And it's because of all the lies that are pervasive throughout corporate media. That's what red-pilled me. And so I just want to walk you through a little bit of that and then walk you through some of the lies that are going on today around COVID, around uh, conservatives, around evangelicals, uh, and just, you know, how I got here. My, my, my mother and father, both factory workers, both union employees, my mother for 30 some odd years, my dad eventually became a small businessman. He'd left factory work and became a small businessman in the inner city in Indianapolis. But my background, extremely working class. My worldview, extremely working class. And at my age, at 54, I'm talking about growing up in the 70s and 80s. Even though I've never voted, I would have to be uh, considered a Democrat because of my family's involvement with factory work and being a union employee. And so my worldview was pretty left uh, for a long time. Again, never involved in politics in any real way, but I probably leaned to the left. I mean, how can I not say that when I used to write for the Huffington Post? I, used to, I, I wrote stories for Playboy magazine. I received some of the highest journalism awards that any sports writer has ever received. From Scripps Howard named me the National Columnist of the Year in 2007. I was the first and only sports writer to ever win that award. That's an award basically given to news side people. I was a sports columnist. That, so clearly I was writing things that corporate media – and the left had no problem with. And a lot of my friends say, what happened to you? What happened to the guy that <laughs> I wrote a column in 2008 for the Huffington Post that just shredded Sarah Palin. I owe my interest in politics to Sarah Palin. You guys should Google that and look that up. Jason Whitlock, Sarah Palin, Huffington Post. I used to call Sarah Palin Gal Sharpton. And I used to call people on the right 
who I disagreed with, Palinites. I don't take back any of those things I wrote and said. I, I really don't. That's how I felt at that time. Uh, that's what I believed. In that same article, I also, I believe, shredded uh, Barack Obama for his abandonment of Reverend Jeremiah Wright. I thought that was one of the most disloyal acts and things I've ever seen. So I, I was someone that, you know, was objective and people thought played both sides. And, and I did because as a journalist, I was always taught to believe you just follow the truth wherever it leads. And the truth will set you free. And that as a journalist, it was my job to expose the truth and let readers make up their minds how they felt about it. And so as a young journalist in my 20s and 30s and parts of my 40s, it really wasn't I had a biblical worldview but that's not what I truly didn't have an understanding of what was driving me. I was just trying to be like Mike Royko, the Pulitzer Prize winning columnist out of Chicago, who was probably the best newspaper columnist in the history of America. I wanted to be just like Mike Royko. And I always felt like Mike Royko just went wherever the truth was. And half the time people loved him, half the time they hated him, half the time they agreed with him, half the time they disagreed with him. That's who I wanted to be as a journalist. And so that's why I wrote many of the things that I did. Some of them conservatives loved. Some of them conservatives hated. Some of them liberals loved. Some of them liberals hated. Uh, in, 2000, in, in, in Early in my career, in the 90s, when I'm working in Ann Arbor and I'm first writing a column, I can remember this is around 1992 or 93. A magazine in Ann Arbor, Michigan wrote a story about me and the impact I was having in Ann Arbor, and I was called an iconoclast. And at that time, my vocabulary was more limited than it is now. I didn't even know what an iconoclast was. I had to look it up. or I, ha I think I asked one of our editors, hey, what's an iconoclast? A person who attacks cherished beliefs, traditional institutions, etc., as being based on error or superstition. And I can remember my editor telling me, "No, you're, you're a guy that goes after big targets and idols, and and you know, you, you just you're not you don't revere idols. You you they're ripe. They're just as ripe for criticism as anybody else, and you like going after them." That's what I was. That's what this article was arguing. And so that's in the 90s. I'm called an iconoclast. And now I don't know if we have any iconoclasts working in corporate media. I know that's why I left corporate media, because you could no longer be an iconoclast. The truth is so under attack that you can't be an iconoclast. You can't be what Mike Royko was, what I was aspiring to be and was trying to be for the 25 years I worked in the newspaper industry. Lies became pervasive. And that's what landed me at the blaze. That's what lands me here sitting in for Glenn Beck. 
That's what has me doing Fearless with Jason Whitlock for Blaze TV. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on and, and, and talk to you about in 2012. I wrote a story that was basically about the Second Amendment and how we needed to abolish it. Yeah, I'm a guy that in 2012 was arguing we should abolish the Second Amendment. How did that guy end up here? I'll explain. Next! If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck radio program. Uh, I was just about to tell you about (laughs) the article I wrote in 2012. A Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, Javon Belcher, shot his live-in baby mama and killed her and then drove to the Kansas City Chiefs facility and killed himself. He did them both with guns and Again, I made my bones in Kansas City as a sports columnist. I wrote a long opinion piece in 2012 about how uh, used the Jovan Belcher incident to argue that the Second Amendment had outlived its usefulness. Bob Costas, the broadcaster, then working at NBC Sports and Sunday Night Football, uh, read my column before a broadcast of the Sunday Night Football game. Or he read an excerpt from my column. Bill O'Reilly at that time was apoplectic. Trashed me on Fox News for like two or three straight days. Uh, I defended myself, went after Bill O'Reilly. It's what I believed at the time because I was not fully aware, didn't fully understand the importance of the Second Amendment. And so it's what I believed. And again, I've never owned a gun. I've always been pretty much anti-having a gun personally. But over the course of the last decade, and it probably started around 2012, 2013, shortly after I wrote this column, the lies on the left became so intense that I had to start reevaluating my point of view and my perspective. And I had to, I had to admit, finally, and I think this really started happening in 2014 and 2015 as the whole Black Lives Matter movement took off. 
And I just couldn't deal with the level of lies coming from the left. And it opened my eyes to the fact like, whoa, these people are crazy enough to take our guns. And I still don't own one, but I will uh, <laughs> before 2022 is over. But they are crazy enough to take our guns and impose their beliefs, force their beliefs on us. Anybody that doesn't believe that now in the middle of this COVID situation and how they're trying to force mandates and how they're trying to force everyone to take this vaccine. If people didn't have guns, they would go door to door sticking that needle in people's arms. But they can't do that because people have guns. And they don't when they go knock on that door and try to enter someone's house, they can't predict what a armed American will do to prevent that from happening. And so I'm just I've had a transformation. And it's because of the lies. And it's like when you're me and you're a journalist and you're just trying to follow the truth wherever it leads And then as you mature and your biblical worldview matures and you start having a true understanding of why you were raised in the church and what those values uh, instilled in you as a child in the church, they make you love freedom. They make you love the truth. And so once you start seeing the truth come under this kind of an attack, you realize it's not an attack on you individually. It's not an attack on your political views. It's not an attack on your skin color. It's not an attack on anything but God. And so Once I came to like, wow, look at this assault on truth. And we're looking at a nation delude themselves with lies sponsored by corporate media and globalist corporations that is trying to convince us without any evidence, any facts like all the police are just out randomly in a genocidal plot trying to wipe out black men. And again, having grown up the way that I grew up with my father's business in the inner city, with me having lived and spent a lot of time in the inner city, you're not going to convince me that the police are some kind of super lethal threat to black men. I've lived there too long. My father carried a gun in the inner city for the entire time that I knew him. And it wasn't to keep the police at bay. And so I'm just like, they're lying and telling incredible lies. And it's a, it's not an assault on me. Because again, if you understand any principles taught in the church, <laughs> John 4, 6, 14, 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 18, verse 37. 
Jesus answered, you say that I am the king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. First Corinthians 13 verses four, four through six. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. The attack on truth is an attack on God. And so these lies are what changed me and what made me come to an understanding of like, no, Jason, you grew up in the church, you have conservative values. You grew up as a football player. Sports, you have conservative values. And these, these values are under attack. And I get why people want their guns, need their guns. All right, I got more on this and Chris Hayes and MSNBC next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talking about MyPillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fitted me personally for my own MyPillow because I told him, I said, I don't think I really like him. And he said, wait, I think you have the wrong one. Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So you don't have to worry about, are they going to be MyPillows on the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back your daily antidote to the socialism virus. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Uh, I am Jason Whitlock, the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. You can find me at YouTube.com backslash Jason Whitlock or Fearless with Jason Whitlock anywhere podcast or platform. Hunt me up, hunt the show up, join the Fearless Army, hit that subscribe button. All right, when I left you, I was talking about the lies that have brought me here to where I'm able to fill in for Glenn Beck, where I'm, why I'm at Blaze TV doing the Fearless podcast. I was far more middle of the road Far more probably a Democrat or a leftist, even though I, again, never voted, never wanted a political identity. But what pushed me into a comfort with being considered a conservative, even though, again, I really don't want a political identity. I want a biblical identity. I want to be known as a Christian and an American, and that's it. But in these times, I'm considered a conservative. And here's why. The lies just became too pervasive and too repulsive 
for me not to be shaken, awakened, red-pilled, and brought into the light. Chris Hayes, the MSNBC host, the little male version of Rachel Maddow. Two days ago, I believe, he on his show, he attacked Kyle Rittenhouse, Charlie Kirk, Jesse Waters, uh, and basically gun rights. I want to play a clip from Chris Hayes. I'm going to play several clips, but let's start with how he opened his attack on Kyle Rittenhouse. The only reason that anyone knows Kyle Rittenhouse's name is because he shot three people and killed two of them. Last month, Rittenhouse was acquitted on all charges after his lawyers argued that he acted in self-defense when he shot those people. But I think that most reasonable people, even those who believe that that was the correct legal finding in, in that case, understand the key facts of what Kyle Rittenhouse did in Kenosha, Wisconsin last August, what brought him to that moment. He was a minor, 17 years old at the time of the shooting. He took an illegally acquired semi-automatic rifle to another city that he didn't live in and inserted himself in the midst of protests and chaos. And he then took the lives of two people, including robbing a young child of her father. His actions are not worthy of celebration, independent of that verdict. And yet Kyle Rittenhouse is being turned into a right-wing hero. And so this is what I talk about the lies. Kyle Rittenhouse is being turned into a right-wing hero. But the reasons and the reason is obvious. We sat through an entire summer of 2020 watching Antifa thugs, Black Lives Matter thugs, anarchists, burn down, loot, and destroy cities. We've wa- It wasn't just the summer of 2020. This has been going on since 2014 and Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. It's been going on. Cities getting torched, burned, looted. Police officers, Dave Dorn, assassinated. And our government and law enforcement failed to put a stop to it. And so people on the right, people with common sense, people with a biblical worldview, were so desperate for someone, anybody, to do anything to stop the thugs from burning down and tearing down cities because St. George Floyd and St. Jacob Blake, these career criminals, People were so frustrated, so annoyed at their government, so let down and abandoned by their government that when a 17-year-old kid, like a lot of 17 and 18-year-old kids in 2001 after watching what was going on uh, with the World Trade Center, went and joined the Marines, went and joined the military and said they're going to defend their country, I'm not saying Kyle Rittenhouse did the right thing, but I get it. His dad, his grandparents, his cousins lived in Kenosha. 
He worked in Kenosha. And so that same spirit that runs through the 17, 18-year-old boy or girl that sees their country under attack and says, you know what, I'm going to join the military and do something about it, that same energy flowed through Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm not saying that energy was channeled appropriately, but what should he do? Should he join law enforcement? That all the politicians are are telling, stand down, don't do anything about it? Should he join the National Guard? They were being told, stand down, don't do anything about it. Just let the thugs do whatever they want. If they want to kill police officers, if they want to burn and loot cities, let them have at it. Don't do anything. And so Kyle Rittenhouse went over there to help protect and save lives. I don't care. That's a fact. Everybody knows it. There's video of him trying to help people. And he carried a gun because he was going into a dangerous situation. And Chris Hayes knows that if that serial child molester, Joseph Rosenbaum, had left Kyle Rittenhouse alone, he would be free and able to go out and molest children again right now. He would not be dead. But instead, he tried to take Kyle Rittenhouse's gun. He threatened to kill Kyle Rittenhouse, the pathetic, sick, demonic child molester got exactly what he deserved. And I'm not going to apologize for saying it. What was the second guy? Huber? That tried to beat Kyle Rittenhouse with a skateboard? He was a career criminal as well. He was there to cause trouble. He wasn't trying to help Kenosha. He was just another thug trying to cause anarchy and chaos in America. And if he hadn't tried to beat Kyle Rittenhouse with a skateboard, he would be a free and able to go to Portland or wherever the hell else he wants to go and cause anarchy and chaos there. But instead, he tried to beat Kyle Rittenhouse with a skateboard. Gage, whatever his last name is, Crew Crust, or I, I can't remember it. He put a gun on Kyle Rittenhouse. He pulled out a gun and pointed it at Kyle Rittenhouse and got exactly what he deserved. And so what is being celebrated by people, and this is factual, is the right to defend yourself. We have a right to defend ourselves in America. And so... This transformation that I've undergone is because of the lies. They won't tell the truth. You're damn right I believe in the Second Amendment. You're damn right I'm glad Kyle Rittenhouse manned up and defended his hometown or his dad's hometown, the city where he worked. This isn't some brand new opinion. I said it. Day one, whenever this happened in August of 2020, go check my phone and text records. I'm sure NSA can find it out. I was that dude's a hero. Sitting in some brand new position I got here. You have a right to defend yourself if a child molester and other criminals try to attack you. 
And the reason I say that is because my daddy in the hood, running his business, had no problem when an idiot tried to attack him, pulling out his 38 and defending himself. I like that about America. If a criminal idiot tries to attack you, you have the right to pull out your gun and put him down. I'm not apologizing and neither should you. It's these lies from these feminized cowards like Chris Hayes that have me where I'm at today. It's the lies. Lies. It's not an attack on me. It's not an attack on you. It's an attack on God. These people are demonic and continuing to try to assassinate the character of this young boy who defended himself is why I call him demonic. Pick on somebody your own size, your own age, Chris Hayes. Just because this young boy has more man in him at age 17 than you'll ever have in your lifetime, Don't pick on him. Grow a pair. I got more on these lies on the other side of this break. The Glenn Beck Program. Instead of just giving your kids and your grandkids more stuff this Christmas, give them the gift that will counteract leftist brainwashing. It will help mold them into responsible adults and citizens who understand how our country, how our freedoms, how the economy works. I'm talking about the growing library of resources from the Tuttle Twins. They have toddlers and children's books that explore the principles of freedom using stories and pictures and stories about American heroes and entrepreneurship. They even have a free market career with lessons that can explore how the free market works. So your kids at a very young age will understand supply and demand, inflation, and how government intervention affects the economy. Giving these books and curriculum doesn't just help the kids you know. It helps America because our children will lead the fight against leftism in the coming generation. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. There's a holiday discount of 40% off and you can get the workbooks for free. Give your kids and your country the gift of liberty. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck uh, radio program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I am the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Jason Whitlock. Or you can find Fearless with Jason Whitlock wherever podcast or platform. Uh, go over to Apple. Give me that five-star review. Uh, hit the subscribe and like buttons over on YouTube. I'm still uh, going in on these lies that have me where I'm at today and have pushed me along on my search for truth and journey as a journalist. Uh, I want to play this second clip from Chris Hayes uh, where he starts talking about the right fetishizing guns or whatever. Anyway, here's Chris Hayes. Now, all this comes in a larger context, and that's the broad fetishization of guns and violence on the right. A public poll from the 
A recent poll from the Public Religion Research Institute found that 30% of Republicans agreed with this statement. Because things have gotten so far off track, true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. We know there are more and more guns in America, and they are held in fewer and fewer hands. We have more guns than people, about 121 firearms in circulation for every 100 residents, making the U.S. by far the most heavily armed society in the world. And most of those guns are owned by Republicans. 50% of Republicans personally own a gun, and 61% live in a household with a gun, compared to 21 and 30% of Democrats. Now, the right celebrates this. This has become... a uh, a sort of core identity aspect. They celebrated this week at Turning Point USA's so-called America Fest with Kyle Rittenhouse at the center of it all. And I have to say, watching that tape of him walking out and the big cheering is one of the most ominous, despicable developments in our politics in recent memory, which is really saying something because, boy, we have been full of them. So I have to admit and again, this is some I still don't own a gun, but I plan to in 2022. I've certainly flipped on my views on the Second Amendment. But the reason why is my eyes were open to the fact that there are people like Chris Hayes. Who seek political power. Who want the government to be in control of my destiny and not me. See, as a full-grown man raised by Jimmy and Joyce Whitlock, I want to control my destiny. And so I understand people who want to control their destiny and don't want to be at the mercy of a government. And so, yes, the Second Amendment and owning a gun is a symbol that says Jason Whitlock is in charge of Jason Whitlock. Not Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris, not Rachel Maddow, not Barack Obama. It is my American right. That's what makes this country unique and great, that the individual gets to control his destiny. And so I am aware that there are feminized men like Chris Hayes who wants to be taken care of and pampered by the government. He doesn't want a gun. He doesn't want to be responsible for himself or he doesn't think I'm capable of being responsible for myself. He's wrong. He's a racist bigot. That's what's driving a lot of this. You Negroes can't take care of yourself. And so the government has to. I reject that. My father rejected it. My mama rejects it. I reject it. My brother rejects it. My sister. I get why you own guns. I get why I will own a gun. Steve Dace will be on the other side of this break. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome back. Happy Thursday. Happy day before, day before Christmas. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. I'm talking about the lies that have got me here to where I'm able to sit in for Glenn Beck on his show. And we're going to talk about the COVID lies with my Blaze colleague, Steve Dace, host of the Steve Dace Show. Uh, Steve knows as much about this COVID pandemic as anybody working in the media. He wrote a great book, The Falsian Bargain. Uh, One of my great colleagues here at Blaze TV. You can find my show, Fearless at Jason Whitlock, at Blaze TV, Fearless with Jason Whitlock, at Blaze TV, or at YouTube.com backslash Jason Whitlock, or wherever podcast or platform. Look us up. All right, uh, Steve Dace and this USA Today story that I'm reading uh, from yesterday, I believe. Unaccounted, inaccurate death certificates across the country hide the true toll of COVID-19. They're actually arguing there have been more deaths than what have been reported. I'm going to fact check them with Steve Dace. Erks. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, it's almost 2022, and I can tell you right now, your new year will be a great one with Erectech. Whether it's grilling, smoking, or baking, whether it's for everyday family meals or entertaining friends into the new year, you're going to want the best in the business, and that is Erectech. Cook all of your food to delicious perfection with Erectech. You can stay inside because it has smart grill technology, which means controlling the cooking process all the way through, adjusting the heat automatically as needed for an even temperature. Meanwhile, you can monitor its progress from an app on your phone or device, and it tells you when it's perfectly done. Prepare for the new year. Get a rec tech quickly. From the hors d'oeuvres to the main course, rec tech will make you look like you went to culinary school and became a chef in your spare time. Winter is here, New Year's is around the corner, and baby, it's cold outside. Order yours today. Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, USA Today uh, reported yesterday uh, inaccurate death certificates across the country hide the true toll of COVID-19. In some counties, just half the spike in deaths during the pandemic is attributed to COVID-19. Researchers say that points to a massive undercount. COVID has been so much worse. We're all dying. It's over for all of us. Fear. Hide. COVID's going to get you. That's what the USA Today uh, article should have just said and left it at that. Instead, they went on for thousands and thousands of words. Uh, Steve Dace knows more about this COVID stuff than I do. And so early this morning, I sent him the article. And, you know, I wanted a professional opinion on the article. It seems like the typical corporate media fear mongering to me. I'm not even sure... Because one of the things I thought early on a year ago was like, have there been more deaths worldwide or in America than in previous years? Anyway, uh, Steve, uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck Show. And is this USA Today story based in fact? Is it an honest story? (laughs) Merry Christmas, brother. Uh, Sorry about that. I just that was spontaneous combustion there. But 
just to, just let me set the, the, some perspective here, because we are in the midst of the worst pandemic since at least the Hong Kong flu 50 years ago before I was born, and likely since the Spanish flu, which is well over 100 years ago before anybody listening right now was born. And yet, despite all of that, despite the fact that they deny and continue to deny effective early treatments and try to smear Nobel Prize winning drugs that work, we're sitting here and approximately 16% of the U.S. population has had a confirmed case of COVID and 0.2% of the U.S. population has perished with COVID on a death certificate. So I, I, I think that we need a little perspective here and that we're unraveling as a society for those numbers. The, the case fatality rate for COVID, that's just the number of cases confirmed divided by the number of deaths, is 1.5%. And that's before we ever stratify for any form of criteria whatsoever. That's just a baseline number. The infection fatality rate, the estimate is about six to eight times more infections than cases we've confirmed because of asymptomatic spread. So that would put your case fatality rate at somewhere around a, a 0.8 or so before we again even stratify for any form of criteria whatsoever. The average COVID death in America had four accompanying morbidities, four, that's the average. The median age of death with COVID in America is 79. That's actually the lifespan of an average male in America, 79. So this is a very serious matter. It, and, and the Omicron wave, given that what I'm seeing, the trend lines worldwide, if you have not had COVID in your home, you are about to, uh, looking at just how much more infectious this is. But all the data thankfully shows it's milder, at least in South Africa. At their peak uh, in South Africa, that's a country, Jason, where almost 75% of the country is not double or triple jabbed. The average male life expectancy in South Africa is 15 years lower than the U.S. 55% of that country is at or below the poverty line compared to 11% of the U.S. And what South Africa found is that hospitalizations were at 50% at the peak of their Omicron surge was at 50% of the peak of their Delta surge. And that deaths never even reached 50% at the peak of their Omicron surge compared to Delta. So the data out of South Africa shows clear attenuation. Those are good signs, provided that we haven't uh, vaccinated ourselves and do antibody-dependent enhancement, which we're about to find out here in the next few, few weeks. So this is actually not the time for panic at all. We're, we're getting to some clarity here, and I think there's a decent chance we're getting to the end of the pandemic phase of COVID. What USA Today wrote was such clearly political trash that if they had come out with something like this three to six months ago, it would have been everywhere within corporate media. The fact that you sent that to me at 6 a.m. this morning, and it was the first time I had seen that story and it was 24 hours old, is indicative of the fact that I think that you're seeing people within corporate media are growing tired of this narrative. There is something, I think it's like the fifth or sixth paragraph into that story, where it specifically cites states that predominantly voted for Donald Trump. And that's, that's your signal right there to just stop reading. Whatever you thought you were reading, whenever they throw that line in there, that now you know you're not dealing with anything to do with public health. This is simply and strictly about politics, as most of this has been from the very beginning, about power and control. And if anything, given the fact that the average comorbidity death with COVID is four, something like 
of deaths in America, according to our CDC, had no COVID deaths, had no preceding comorbidity, meaning that these were healthy people. And given the fact that we tag deaths in this country as with COVID, as opposed to from COVID, and given the hundreds of thousands of people that we probably could have saved, according to renowned cardiovascular surgeon, Dr. Peter McCullough, if we had given them early treatments, the, the reality is if the death toll is, is probably exaggerated greatly the other way, both from incompetence uh, and also from corruption. I want to read the excerpt that you're, you referred to where it really gets political. These trends are clear in small cities and rural areas with less access to health care and fewer physicians. They're especially pronounced in rural areas of the South and Western United States, areas that heavily voted for former President Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election. When I read that this morning on my own, I just nearly I was I was just so upset because I just I just don't get why major media outlets are just intent on savaging the reputation of people that voted for Donald Trump and how the why they think you, you would even think people that are Trump opponents would get tired of this. You know what? You won't say it, so I will. You're an award-winning journalist, okay? You have worked at some of the elite institutions in our industry. I've worked in with a few. USA Today is actually one of them. I used to be a contributor with USA Today. I used to write op-eds for them as a conservative contributor. Uh, they let me publish pieces def- uh, opposing gay marriage. They let me write pieces defending Duck Dynasty. I wrote a piece in 2013 for them defending Phil Robertson from Duck, of Duck Dynasty uh, against charges of homophobia for claiming that it's natural for men to be attracted to women and women to be attracted to men. That was their second most read column of the year in 2013. I, I mean, they let me touch on all kinds of culture war issues. They'd never publish any of those pieces now. That was just 2013, 2014, 2015. We're not talking 20, 30 years ago. We're just talking actually within this last decade. They wouldn't even ask somebody like me to write for them anymore. I didn't even recognize this stuff. Um, I mean, this, this, this is just this. What's happened is that in institutions like the New York Times and USA Today got tired of losing clicks to Salon and Mother Jones. And they basically just grabbed the Thanos gauntlet like at the end of Age of Ultron and went, we'll just we'll, I'll do it myself. And now they're publishing the kinds of stuff that we, that used to be relegated for Vox. It's now on the front page. It's now exposés in The Times and The Washington Post and the and USA Today. The industry as a, as a whole on a systemic level is just completely gone and given over now. And that makes me sad to say, I've, you know, I, as a conservative, I built a lot of relationships with writers and people at the New York Times, the Washington Post and USA Today over the years, tried my best to, uh, you know, at least we were covered objectively uh, with information, even if the opinion about us was slanted. That stuff doesn't even happen anymore. Just five years ago, the New York Times sent a reporter here, Jackie Combs, to my home to spend time with me and my family for several days to do a, 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 a Sunday feature on me prior to the Iowa caucuses. They would not acknowledge me as anything but a racist today when virtually none of my views on anything have changed from 2015 and 2016. This industry is just holistically, it's gone, man. Like Romans one level gone. 
Steve, stick with me through this short break. I, I got a couple more questions. You bet. This is the best time of the year. Best excuse I know to deck out your entire home and why stop with the seasonal decor? If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now is the time to get those new window treatments. With prices cut up to 35% site-wide, Blinds.com can make your dream home become a reality. Updating your window treatments is a small home improvement that can have a big impact. And Blinds.com makes getting custom window treatments easy and affordable. Upgrade one room or your entire house with huge savings on premium blinds stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. You'll never find any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. You can plan to do it yourself or have them handle the installation. Their free professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out too. This time of the year, change your house for the better. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% site-wide right now. Blinds.com for 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. More with Steve Dace. Steve, this next question, uh, someone's going to hear it. They go, oh, Whitlock's off in QAnon land. Oh, Whitlock's got his Alex Jones tinfoil hat on. <laughs> but I, I, I got to ask because it's it's what comes through my mind. When I I look at the way COVID has been handled and I look at, because again, I don't think, obviously it's about control and imposing a will, but but part of me, we used to have world wars that addressed people that had population concerns. Mm -hmm. And I look at all from abortion, to the way we've handled COVID, the way we've, because I feel like a lot of people are dying from all these other issues unrelated to COVID, but related to COVID because of there's a cost, a consequence to the way we're handling COVID. And, and I just, Bill Gates and these people, are they just worried about controlling the population, I guess? As I'm, I don't know if I've asked this question in the best way, but is, is any of this related to just population control? I got to tell you, Jason, I become so informationally radicalized in the last 21 months. And I'm I'm asking myself questions internally and even externally out loud on my own show that I would never have even entertained even in 2016, 2017. And uh, and I just don't think you can take anything off the table at this point after everything I've seen for the last 21 months. Uh, this saga has turned me into Alex Jones with Bible verses, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and I just, is it crazy to think that a country that already forcibly aborts its own children to keep the excess population down, beginning with girls, because they're viewed as less valuable to them, would concoct a, a, a virus that would then help them cull the herd of the elderly uh, for each according to his abilities to each according to his needs? Is it, is it, is it, it's not crazy. That, that's Malthusian ethics. That's Marxism. That's not saying that they did it, but, that, but ultimately, you know, for a crime, you need, for a crime to be proven, you need three things. Means, motive, and opportunity. And brother, this virus for the Shycoms checks all three boxes. Doesn't mean we necessarily have, you know, Zapruder film with a smoking gun here, but we absolutely have enough circumstantial evidence to get a grand jury indictment without any question, if that's what you're asking. 
you've answered my question perfectly. You've given me more to think about and mull over. Uh, and so my other, and this is COVID-related, but it's just related to everything that's going on in America. I look out and I see our politicians. I see our global corporations. I see them shorting America and going long on China and actually thinking, you know, the communist system works better for elites. And all of this is just connected to us converting us to communism because that's what works for elites and that's what works for global corporations. Yes. I mean, this is authority. Really, the, the political paradigm in America isn't really right versus left any longer. With, with this is, it's, even, it's even more general and broad than globalist and nationalist. Because we've seen authoritarianism and tyranny come from nationalism and nationalist regimes throughout human history as well. This is really now about authoritarianism versus conscience, authoritarianism versus individual freedom and liberty. That, and that's why this year you've seen critical thinking amongst, amongst a pocket of liberals make a roaring comeback amongst people like Dave Chappelle, amongst uh, people like Naomi Wolf, the feminist, um, so many other names, Bill Maher, who's basically on a one-man evangelistic, the guy who did religious is now on an evangelistic crusade to try to save the Democratic Party from itself. Jonathan Stewart uh, going on, the, you know, on, uh, with Stephen Colbert, and, and Ma, it was one of the first people to break the fourth wall on the true origins of the virus. And, and I think that's because there's the argument that the right and left had in, in, in America and throughout the West for decades was the limits of conscience. Could, could, should government permit me to do things, my conscience to go somewhere and, and dictate emotions and actions that, that traditionally the Judeo-Christian ethic has said that God proclaims as dumb or immoral? And the old liberals said, yes, you should be permitted to do the stuff that God says is dumb and immoral, because who even knows if, who God is? The new, the new authoritarians think that government needs to compel you to do those things, needs to coerce you to do those things. And so this is why I look at somebody like Andrew Sullivan. When I first got into politics full time 15, 20 years ago, early on as a young guy, it was to oppose Andrew Sullivan. I mean, I'm a Christian culture warrior. He is the Benjamin Franklin of gay intellectualism. He's the first respected homosexual intellectual in America. And I looked at much of what he was introducing as a vanguard that would get us to the places that we're talking about now. Well, now if you look at Andrew Sullivan's Twitter feed, about half of what he tweets, man, I could ghostwrite that. What's happened? See, what happened is Andrew Sullivan thought we were just about expanding rights of conscience and and, and moving beyond Judeo-Christian, theocratic oppression of human expression and flourishing. What's happened now is a new movement has emerged that said, you don't get to have conscience at all. You don't get to have your own conscience, at least when they argued with the right wingers, the traditionalists, the conservatives, the people who put the fun in fundamentalism like me. At least we agree you had a right to conscience. We just thought there should be limits to it. Now we're arguing with people who say there are no rights of conscience. You will just strictly comply with everything we tell you. And you're really watching fascism emerge in the West. And this is the traditional definition, elites in the private and public sector uniting together in order to dominate and control a society. That's what's happening now. Now you're watching the old class warfare New York Times. 
They're just ripping and reading Pfizer uh, press releases uh, without any skepticism or scrutiny and running them as stories now, because it doesn't matter where the authoritarianism comes from. And this is also why you're seeing a new kind of political coalition. You have a lot of old liberals who are convinced that this kind of authoritarianism would come from corporations transnational corporations. You have a lot of conservatives who recognize that, boy, the most, the most obvious place for authoritarianism is your own government. Well, now the answer is, which is it? Yes. And both of them are conspiring and colluding together. And so this is really about, are we going to be the generation? Like previous generations had to stop fascism and authoritarianism from coming here. Are we going to be the generation that that exports it, that, that trashes it, gets rid of it from here? That's really the battle that's going to take place right now. Thank you, Steve. You got it, brother. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you. The lies. I got more of them. Next. is the Glenn Beck program. You've heard me talking about my pillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, fitted me personally for my own my pillow because I told him I said, "I don't think I really like him." And he said, "Wait, I think you have the wrong one." Got me the king-size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here. So, you don't have to worry about are they going to be my pillows on the the shelves along with the lowest price offer mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until march 1st of next year so it makes a great christmas gift you can get the standard my pillow for 1998 originally 69.98 a 50 dollars savings and the king size pillow is 10 bucks more go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 my pillow products enter the promo code back 800-966-3117 800-966-3117 it's mypillow.com promo code back the truth that mainstream media can't handle. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Jason Whitlock filling in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Thanks for joining me. All right, you can find my podcast and my show, Fearless with Jason Whitlock at Blaze TV, wherever podcast or platform, particularly on Apple. You can also find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Jason Whitlock. Go there, subscribe, get the notifications for the show. The show is an in-depth discussion about men becoming fearless America becoming fearless again. That's how we take back this country. And it walks you through uh, my journey as a journalist and now as an opinionist in the political world. And that's kind of what we've been discussing today, how I got here. And I've been outlining and talking about the pervasiveness of the lies within corporate media and how the truth is under an attack and how I believe any attack on truth is actually an attack on God. And that's why I see a lot of this stuff as satanic. And I've been saying that on my show, Fearless with Jason Willard. I go on Tucker Carlson's show and say it. When I come on Glenn's show as a guest or co-host, I say it because I believe it. 
And it took me a while to totally figure out what was going on, why it was so offensive to me. And so I've been walking you guys through a bit of my history. And so, you know, as a journalist and particularly as a sports journalist, I graduated college in 1990, uh, became a sports columnist in 1992 in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and then became a sports columnist in Kansas City in 1994 and had a career um, as a sports journalist that was pretty incredible at a time. And Steve Dace and I were just talking about, Steve was talking about how corporate media has changed and how I've been profiled in the New York Times, I think, twice in my career. And both times the New York Times did a fair and accurate job profiling me. There was a struggle and some tension back and forth, but at the end of the day, the stories were fair and accurate. That would never happen now. Things have changed dramatically. And I was, I mean, there was a long time where an objective, fair version of journalism could be done in spurts at some of these corporate media outlets. I was never one, you know, was there a bias to the media? Absolutely, no question. Anytime you have a profession that for the most part pays its workers poorly, you're not going to get the best work. You know, America is a country where you get what you pay for. And so journalism has always been a bit sloppy and not as good as it should be because the pay for most people, uh, not great. But you could slip the truth in. And I can remember, I, I go back, there were clues to where I would eventually end up early in my career. And, and one of those big clues was in 2007. And this is before there was ever any Black Lives Matter. I guess that's seven years before Black Lives Matter, but the plan, the plot, and how we got there and how the corporate media was going to be a co-conspirator in the Black Lives Matter movement, that started long before there was BLM. And so in 2007, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe it happened in 2006, but I didn't end up writing about it until 2007. You guys remember the Jenna 6 case? Jenna, Louisiana, six black kids that beat up a white kid at a high school in Jenna, Louisiana, and a district attorney there basically charged them as adults, and Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all the the racial ambulance chasers of the time got involved with the Jenna story and, and portrayed these kids as victims of this racist plot and it all hinged on this noose that was hung on a tree at the high school and a story was concocted that the the noose was hung at a tree at the hospital in September or October and four or five months later these black kids retaliated by beating up a kid four or five, six months later at the school. Put the kid in the hospital. Anyway, I ended up going down to Jenna, Louisiana, 
and for spent three or four days there reporting out a story on the Genesis 6 that basically upended the narrative that, oh my God, this is some incredible racist thing that happened. The, the story was actually concocted by a white minister in Texas. I believe his name was Alan Bean. And he concocted the story, fed it to a reporter at the Chicago Tribune named Howard Witt. And Howard Witt took the story national. Alan Bean's re, you know, concoction of this narrative that he was writing on blogs. And Alan Bean interviewed and talked with me and told me he fed the story to Howard Witt at the Chicago Tribune. And he was at the time he was frustrated because Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all these guys were getting credit for the Genesis 6 deal. And Alan Bean was like, I'm the guy that invented this. I'm the guy that fed this to the media. There would be no Genesis 6. There wouldn't be these national protests without me, Alan Bean. And so I quoted Alan Bean talking about, yeah, I fed that story to Howard Witt and the Chicago Tribune. He acknowledged concocting the narrative to fan the flames of racial justice. Anyway, that story that I wrote, breaking down Alan Bean's role in that, went national. I remember Rush Limbaugh uh, talking about it, reading the story on air. Every, it, it shook up that whole narrative. The Genesis 6 thing was as big as Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and all these other stories. And the Kansas City Star published my story because it was well-reported and <laughs> factual. And that story kind of just, I took all the air out of that story. And that's when I first got on the left's radar as, oh, this guy could be a problem. He just kind of follows the truth wherever it leads. But that was my first real total understanding, like, man, the media will lie, will tell blatant lies. And when they get called out on them, they'll get very defensive and attack the person who exposed the truth. Now, having said all that, the work I did on the Genesis 6 and some other things, I won a huge National Scripps Howard Award for column writing. So there was a time when you could actually get rewarded for speaking the truth within corporate media. That time has passed. And now, if you don't hop on board with the lies, you will get destroyed and run out of corporate media. There is no tolerance for any of that. And once I figured out like, whoa, there's no tolerance for the truth within corporate media. That's when I said, we got a major problem. This feels satanic. This assault on truth. When you deny people the truth, people die from what they don't know. People die from the lies that they believe. The doctor comes in and tells, oh, no, no, your blood pressure is fine. You got no issues there. Eventually, that's going to kill you. If your family structure as a group has fallen apart to the level where it's nearly impossible 
for as a group for you to uh, develop functional, stable, responsible, high achieving kids and, and corporate media and the people you trust. <laughs> it's not your breakdown in family. It's not the fact that your kids grow up with no dad in the home. Maybe their mama's not there. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's an auntie. Maybe it's a cousin. Maybe it's your big brother who's raising you. That's not the problem. The problem is white racism. Once we fix racism, it won't matter if you don't, if you do or don't have a family structure. See, once they convince you of that lie, once they don't tell you the truth, and God's truth is quite clear on family and family structure and what he prescribes for human beings who want to develop properly functioning children. He prescribes mom and dad in the home raising that kid together. That's an undeniable truth. All the data backs it up that those families produce the best kids who don't commit suicide, who don't turn to drugs, who don't turn to a life of crime, who don't end up incarcerated, who don't end up on depression medication. Again, this is just in general. Are there individual isolated incidents where single parents do a great job and uh, two together parents do a poor job? Absolutely. But every piece of data says overwhelmingly family structure is critical to the development of properly functioning, well-adjusted, high-achieving kids. But corporate media keeps lying to a certain segment of the population, and now they're lying to all of the population. Nah, you don't need family. It's irrelevant. We got to fix this white supremacy thing. Mom and dad, take it or leave it. Biggest threat to any of you is white supremacy. See, that's the lie that I can't take. That lie feels satanic to me. That's why I'm here. That's why I do the Fearless with Jason Whitlock podcast and show. That's why you need to be listening. I got more on these lies. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate rate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is an extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 
Welcome back. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program uh, in the final hour of the show and the final hour of my visit here, filling in for Glenn during this uh, Christmas holiday season. Uh, I'm going to get into the biggest lie being told right now and why I'm here. It, it's this one particular lie that has totally changed me, made me comfortable with people considering calling me or people calling me, identifying me as a conservative. Again, I really don't like a political identity. I prefer to be identified as a Christian American, but I'm comfortable with people calling me a conservative. And it's because of this one particular lie that I am. I'm going to get into that in the final hour. I'm also going to invite your phone calls in the final hour. 1-888-727-2325. 1-888-727-2325. I want to hear your review of these past three days of me sitting in for Glenn Beck. What you learned, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, I'll take some phone calls from you and invite you into the conversation. A lot of times... I, I a microphone comes on and it's hard for me to stop talking. These commercial breaks come so quickly to me. I'm like, hold on, man. I got 15 more minutes worth of stuff I want to say in this particular segment. And so I fall in love with the sound of my own voice. And so I want to invite your voice. I want to hear from you all. I want you to add to the conversation. But I'm also going to tell you about the biggest lie being told right now and the lie that has really made me comfortable and has really inspired me to try to be a voice that reaches out and tries to bring us together. Because trust me, we're all supposed to be allies, but we all have to acknowledge what we're being lied about. And once you understand what we're, once you understand this one particular lie, you'll understand how much we all actually have in common and need to be working together. Uh, Jason Whitlock, the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV and wherever podcasts are located. You can find me also at YouTube at youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. I need you to join the Fearless Army. This is about, there's a, and I think I talked about this yesterday, God, when things went chaotic in the garden, he called out, Adam, where are you? And basically that was a call out to men. That men are failing. And that's what's going on right now in America and around the globe. Men are failing. We have turned into cowards. We're running around letting fear control us. They're using fear to control us. That's why... <laughs> I'm promoting a fearless army and looking for fearless soldiers, men who are not afraid, who want the responsibility of leadership and taking back control of this country. Stay tuned. In the final hour, I'm going to tell you about the biggest lie. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. I'm about to tell you the biggest lie being told in corporate media right now. And there are a lot of candidates. And to label any of them bigger than the other must mean it's a pretty big whopper of a lie. And it's a pretty powerful whopper of a lie. But it's the one that's probably had the strongest impact on me. And again, there's a lot of candidates. I'm going to tell you that after uh, this quick break. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution that is easy to keep, I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, A U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Save 25%. All right, welcome back. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Jason Whitlock, the host of Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. Uh, please come check out the show over at Apple or at YouTube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Uh, the phone number to call 1-888-727-2325. I'm going to take your phone calls and invite you into the show. But first, <clears throat> I'm going to break down what I believe is the most powerful lie being told right now and look there's a lot of candidates I could sit around and talk about the lie that men can have babies but the reason and look that's a big whopper of a lie it's popular over social media Uh, there are a few uh, television hosts that without within corporate media few newspaper that that kind of promote that lie, but it's not as pervasive. They kind of just like to say that one in passing and coded word or in certain spots and areas, but the lie I'm going to point to is pervasive everywhere. Now I, I could also point to like black lives matters and, You know, the police are just out randomly killing black men. That's a pretty big whopper of a lie. But, you know, they've they use some anecdotes. They use um, some occasional aberrations, some look, the police are not perfect. They got one of the most difficult jobs on the planet. They're not that well paid. 
and so they make mistakes. And so they, they have an anecdote or two to kind of dress up that lie. And it's certainly a lie, but they dress it up with an anecdote or two, shove it down your face. It, 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 it's not that I understand it or agree with it, but it's not the biggest whopper of a lie. The whopper, the Big Mac of all lies that has had the greatest impact on me is the insurrection, the alleged insurrection. The entire corporate media is in on it. The, the, the allegations of this insurrection, dramatic impact on America. They've basically placed all of their political enemies within the crosshairs under the guise of this insurrection on January the 6th. It's a lie. There was no insurrection. And I started arguing this day one. I wrote a column for the blaze that either published on January 7th or 8th, the 9th at the latest, that called BS on the insurrection lie. Because I could see where it was going. I had a friend at that time to, oh, what, what's going to happen? What's going to be the ramifications of this insurrection deal? And I go, oh, they're going to throw the book at these people. They're, and I'm talking about, I was saying this on January the 6th. That they're going to put these people in jail for a long time. Oh, what do you mean? They're just trespassing? They're nothing. No, 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 no. They're going to throw the book at these people and they're going to paint the picture that this is the worst thing that has ever happened in the history of America. And they're going to use it to demonize and to paint anyone who offers up a defense of the people on January 6th as traitors, as domestic terrorists. They're going to use this Insurrection, this alleged insurrection, to further divide us. And the reason, I mean, just as a journalist and then as a human being, as someone who grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana, to working class parents who started out as factory workers, who started out no different than the people who showed up on January the 6th. And I'm sorry, people in my family don't even understand this. But, but I tried to tell, and again, I've never voted. But when I heard Trump's inauguration speech in January of 2017, I believe, I called my mother and I was like, hey, you need to watch this inauguration speech. He's speaking directly to and about you and the way that we grew up manufacturing jobs and the working class and how America and these global corporations are sending the jobs that my parents worked to uplift me and my brother. They're being eliminated from America. And again, I saw he was basically trying to tell people like my parents. 
and people that showed up on January 6th. Like, hey, guys, you guys are in this together. Black, white, working class, people that don't want to be indoctrinated at some college or university just don't have an interest in going to college. You people are perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with you. There have always been people like you in America. You have just as many rights as anybody else in this country. You don't have to have a college education to be an asset to America. He was speaking to those people. And on January the 6th, on January 6th, four years later, those people upset justifiably that their leader, the only person who's ever had the balls to speak for them was run out of office in a fashion that raised legitimate concerns. And those concerns weren't being answered and corporate media continued to slam those people as racist trash, unworthy of American citizenship, don't need a voice, shouldn't be allowed to have a voice, you're the worst people on the planet. Those people, having heard that, went to the Capitol and addressed the people they have a problem with. They took flagpoles and moose heads and painted their faces. No one ever found a gun on them inside the Capitol. And the media immediately began lying about how bloody it was. And oh my, and then they got that fat coward police officer all over TV. And yes, I'm fat, but he's fat and he's a coward. And he's on, oh, they called me the N-word. And oh, it was just terrible. And oh, it was the most tragic thing I've ever been through. Lying on ABC. That's a group of angry white people that went to go confront the white people they were upset with. Damn thing had nothing to do with race. Anybody with a brain and two eyes could see what was going on. Working class white people went to go have a face-to-face sit-down confrontation with the white lawmakers they were upset with. Corporate media started lying instantly and turned this into a racial conflict. And those people on January 6th had every right to do it. And after they set through all of the garbage we set through in 2020 with rioters and looters burning down every city in America and nothing happening to them. They had every right to peacefully go and confront those people. But the me and one person got killed and we know who that was and we know who it was by an incompetent Capitol Police officer or someone who was directed to do it. That's the biggest lie being told. It's a divisive lie. It's one that is continuing to separate working class people from each other. Those people on January 6th. Those are working class black people's allies, my family, the way that I grew up. Those are our real allies. And I know they don't listen to R&B music. 
I know they don't say all the right things. I know they may use the word boy or they they may say things that are insensitive. But so do I. And so does everybody in my family. And I don't care how many of them want to pretend like today. Oh, I don't do that. I heard it out of your own mouth. I grew up with you. I love you. I know you. I know what you say. I know what you think. I know who my father was. I know who my uncle was. No different than them people on January the 6th. Capable of saying stupid, insensitive, inappropriate things, but nonetheless, damn good people with a great work ethic and want to take care of their families. That lie, the January 6th lie, that coincides with the whole Trump supporters are the worst people on the planet and they're all racist and they all hate black people. That's all a bunch of BS. That lie is why I'm here. Uh, 1-888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. We're going to take a short break and... uh, Come back uh, with your phone calls. Well, it's almost 2022, and I can tell you right now, your new year will be a great one with Erectech. Whether it's grilling, smoking, or baking, whether it's for everyday family meals or entertaining friends into the new year, you're going to want the best in the business, and that is Erectech. Cook all of your food to delicious perfection with Erectech. You can stay inside because it has smart grill technology, which means controlling the cooking process all the way through, adjusting the heat automatically as needed for an even temperature. Meanwhile, you can monitor its progress from an app on your phone or device, and it tells you when it's perfectly done. Prepare for the new year. Get a Rectech quickly. From the hors d'oeuvres to the main course, Rectech will make you look like you went to culinary school and became a chef in your spare time. Winter is here, New Year's is around the corner, and baby, it's cold outside. Order yours today, Rectech.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, Rectech.com. All right, I just told you the biggest lie being told. Now I want to take some phone calls from you. Uh, Tom, Tom, it doesn't say what state you're in, so I won't say, but uh, Tom, uh, welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Mr. Whitlock. Yes, you've got me. Tom, let me just say this. Because I'm short on time, I don't have a lot of time for small talk. Get to your point. Yes, sir. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you for the last couple of days. It's really been refreshing. Thank you for being a black conservative. We we own Tom. Let me stop you. Let me stop you again. Just thank me for being a Christian and an American. Yeah, all that that that, that surface level stuff, man, divides us. But go ahead. We own a private ambulance service. I've had twenty years in fire and EMS. I've had 8,000 transports under my belt. I've had everything in the back of my box you could believe in. And, sir, the last couple, three days, you're Christian, and the way you've described God and the way we should look at the world has changed my view. And I just want to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you, and Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. You too, sir. Thank Thank you. you. All right. Great phone call, Tom. Hey, uh, Dave, I'm coming to you. 
but I'd like for you to be quick, but don't hurry. No small talk. Yeah, yes, sir. Am I on, Jason? Yes, you are. Oh, God. Hey, thank God for this program. Hey, I'll get right to the point. They are trying to the upper left. The goal of the upper left is to neuter righteous masculinity. They want to neuter liberty. And that's how they're going to go about it. That's probably how Hitler did and the rest of them. Can I make one more point here really quick? Absolutely. Okay. The left, there's a three-pronged effort by the left. They've already got the first one down. Okay. They want to economic. We're, we're already, we're economically over the cliff. We're already there. We're just being held up by puffed up monopoly money. Okay. Economics, economic chaos is coming by design. Okay. Group A, they want group A against group B. They want group C against group D. All kinds of chaos, social, social, financial, and cultural. Okay. So that's the first prong. Second prong, after all this really heavy breakdown, and it's coming, it was here in the 30s in, in the Depression, but they're going to institute a martial law, which is either a soft martial law or a hard martial law, just for basic necessities uh, to keep things going. That's that last third prong. And once they're going to hire government, quote-unquote, government workers just to keep the basic necessities flowing, it is then we have um, socialism in effect. It is at that point we will have socialism in effect. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Nate in Indiana. Nate, be quick, but don't hurry. Jason, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I listened to you today for the last couple hours. First I've heard you. First I've had a chance to listen to the program for a while. Uh, I like what you said today. I appreciate it. And uh, my, my perspective, I guess, is you hit on the media and all the lies you don't know what to believe. And therefore, when you hear something that goes against the narrative and what you do believe, you don't want to believe it. So it's easy, easy to discount because you're lied to so much. Um, I'm going to be watching you, be listening to you. And I hope you, <clears throat> I can only trust that I have no reason not to believe you. I'm looking for somebody that tells the truth. I'll be watching to see what you got to say, uh, whether it's, Aligns with my narrative or not. Uh, I just appreciate you. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, you got to be patient with me and stick with me. I can make mistakes. I do make mistakes. I am very flawed. I may veer off course, uh, but trust me, I'm just following the truth or trying to follow the truth wherever it leads. Uh, Dave in Florida, welcome to the show. Be quick, but don't hurry. Greetings, sir. Thank you uh, for commenting about reporting the truth and wherever it may take you, whether you like it or not. You're talking about the Second Amendment before. One of the main reasons in World War II that the United States mainland was never invaded was the Japanese captured Japanese prisoners said that they were not going to invade an armed populace. That's a great point. <clears throat> And uh, that's why they're probably never going to come stick that jab in your arm door to door uh, because they don't know what's on the other side of that door. Yeah. Dave, I'm going to let you go. Thank you. Uh, Annette in North Carolina, be quick, but don't hurry. Yes, um, I think it's pretty important. Everything that you say is true, but for you you not voting, that's yeah. a dereliction of duty. That's a dereliction of duty, and you need to talk 
about yourself and the problem you have with not voting because if all of these weak men that you want to lift them up and all of these Christians that you want to lift them up, how can you lift up your own family, yourself, or anyone if you don't stand up to this country and vote? I don't know. I've been doing it for 54 years. You are saying that you do not vote. And yeah. ever since you said that yesterday, you've made me sick. I'm sorry, Annette. But... How can Glenn Beck put you on this show? <laughs> he is a wonderful, kind man, and you don't vote? I would have been better off telling you I didn't believe in God. You'd be less upset. No, if you don't believe in God. I do believe in God. I'm just saying I would have been. I know you do. I know you do. But Is it somewhere in the Bible that I must vote? Is it in the Bible? I don't want to be argumentative. Brown matter. I don't want to be argumentative. I don't want to be flippant. But you have got to vote. Do you need to make a commitment to yourself and every single person that listens to you that you will be a patriot, you will stand up for America, and you will vote? Mm. You got that? That's all I've got to say to you, Jason Whitlock. Thank you, Annette. I appreciate that. You sound like my mother. My mother says the exact same thing. All right, 888-727-2325. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the best time of the year. Best excuse I know to deck out your entire home and why stop with the seasonal decor? If you haven't tried Blinds.com, now is the time to get those new window treatments. With prices cut up to 35% site-wide, Blinds.com can make your dream home become a reality. Updating your window treatments is a small home improvement that can have a big impact. And Blinds.com makes getting custom window treatments easy and affordable. Upgrade one room or your entire house with huge savings on premium blinds, stylish shades, interior shutters, and a whole lot more. You'll never find any misleading quotes or hidden fees. That's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. You can plan to do it yourself or have them handle the installation. Their free professional design consultants are always on hand to help you out too. This time of the year, change your house for the better. Blinds.com. Save up to 35% site-wide right now. Blinds.com for 35% off. Rules and restrictions may apply. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. All right, welcome back. Happy Thursday. Happy day before, day before Christmas. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, We're wrapping up the show, taking your phone calls at 888-727-2325. Annette is very upset with me for confessing, uh, being honest about uh, my my personal opinion not to vote. Uh, That has been my position. I've wanted to be an observer uh, more than a participant. I never wanted to be branded as some political partisan. I admitted yesterday that, you know, my thoughts on that are changing, but uh, Annette wants things to change uh, more rapidly and uh, aggressively stated her position on that. Uh, let's see if the rest of you agree or have other thoughts about uh, my past three days here, filling in for Glenn Beck. Allen in Oklahoma. Allen. Uh, be quick, but don't hurry. 
Yes, sir. First thing, I'm going to go mega, mega dittos on that. Okay. Now, I'm not going to preach on you, but I'm going to say three days ago, I'd never heard of you before. Is that and right? hear you talk about Jesus. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I got you. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, okay. So, uh, I don't remember where I was now. You were, yeah, to hear me talking about Jesus, you said. That is correct. And, and then I went and I thought, I got to get a hold of this guy to hear some more of him because I like that kind of talk. So I joined Blaze TV because of you so that I could find you so I could just listen to you talk about Jesus some more. So anyway, I also spent 10 years of my life underneath the ocean for, on submarines to not be a participant or to be a participant, not be a spectator. And I didn't do that so you could not vote. But that's enough on that topic. Uh, next topic is um, I absolutely love listening to you. And uh, one more thing, I, I would like to say that I love Glenn Beck. I mean, I love him. But as far as I'm concerned, he could take another week off if I can listen to you talk about Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I got to say. Bye-bye. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, man, I'm converting not just women into Jason Whitlock fans, but men as well. Is that Kim in North Carolina? I see Kim in North Carolina. Uh, be quick, Hello, but don't Mr. hurry. Whitlock. Oh, go ahead, Kim. Hello, Mr. Whitlock. How are you? I'm awesome. I just, good. I just wanted to say that you and your voice command attention. I hope everyone is not only listening, but they're hearing what you have to say. And I just wanted to say I appreciate you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. <laughs> I hope Annette was listening to that. Did Annette, did you just hear the way uh, she talked to me, Kim talked to me? I mean, that you see how effective that was? Had Kim said, and Jason, I'd like for you to vote, that probably would have been more effective. Catch more flies with honey than doo-doo. <laughs> I guess they both work, but, you know, honey works better, I think. Maybe it's, it's to catch more bees. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, Marie in Pennsylvania. Marie, be quick, but don't hurt. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hi, Jason. Merry Christmas. And I don't really care if you vote. It's up to you. Um, I am calling because I know you talked about the Great Divide and Jesus and things like that. And I'm wondering, what do you do with groups like No White Saviors? Have you heard of them? I have not heard of them. Oh, my gosh. I just find it amazing. I just found them because someone told me to. But it, it's a great divide. They, they are trying to ruin the businesses of people that white people that support black people, which is just totally bizarre. They don't have conversations with them. They just, I mean, on their site, they just rip apart businesses. If they have a person that works there who helps people in Africa or if they don't like the way they're helping them. And I'm just wondering, like, how does that solve anything? Yeah, I would have to look into it before I offer it up an opinion. Uh, but, Maria, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Am I saying this right? Bohab? Did, did I get that right? In Massachusetts? Uh, be quick, yeah, but Boston. don't hurt. Oh, in yeah, Boston. Yeah, this is Captain Bob from uh, Boston. I just wanted to oh. shout out. Uh, I want to give you a Navy Bravo Zulu, which is a, a well done in Navy talk. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I've listened to you the last couple of days. I wish Glenn would put you on more often. 
um, I enjoy what you say and I enjoy the way you say it. So, um, so 30 years in the Navy, we only had shipmates. They weren't black. They weren't white. They weren't brown. They weren't whatever. Um, and, um, and I've, I've been a commanding officer and an officer in charge of anybody stepped out of line and they didn't recognize that they were going to hear from me. That's for sure. And their, their fitness reports and their evals would get marked down. But anyway, um, I, I just want to say I enjoy you, and um, I hope that uh, uh, Glenn would put you on more often. And where can we hear you? I mean, I know you have a show. I, I'm sorry I can't pick it up in Boston here. So, uh, Bob, you can pick it up in Boston. It's just as easy. Do you have Internet access in Boston? Do they have Wi-Fi? Yes, sir. They, they have Wi-Fi yes, in Boston. It's gotten there. I didn't I, know that. I, I uh, we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Bob, if you just go to – Punch in Y-O-U-T-U-B-E, YouTube.com, backslash Jason Whitlock. You'll be there in, you know, two, three seconds tops. If you have access to Apple or wherever podcasts are, Fearless with Jason Whitlock, you can hear me anywhere on the globe, even in Boston. Uh, (laughs) Go Patriots. Yeah, that, that, oh, thank you much. Listen, one more uh, name I want to drop on you. My best Navy buddy, uh, shipmate, was Commander Drew Brown. Um, look him up. Uh, we've worked together at the Pentagon, um, and um, you should know him. Uh, you two guys are simpatico. Uh, a great, he's a great character, um, and, and look him up. Talk to him. Just tell him Captain Bob said, um, that I should talk to you. Gotcha, Captain Bob. Tommy, yeah, go Patriots. Go Bill Belichick. Thanks for aye, calling aye, thank in. You. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike in Washington, I believe in the greater Northwest. Uh, Mike, welcome to the program. Be quick, but don't hurry. Okay, I love your program. Like the guy said before, I wish uh, they'd put you on more. But I just wanted to say... I'm on every day, on Mike. Week. Monday yeah, through Friday. <laughs> Do I need to be on more than Monday through Friday? I need to be on seven days a week? <laughs> yes, you do. But at any rate, the way things are going in this country this year, I've never felt closer to Jesus, and I don't know why. But it always reminds me, this year has reminded me of that song, Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Thank you, Mike. And- Appreciate it. Don't let Antifa uh, get you out there in the upper northwest. Uh, Peter, Peter in California. Peter, I I know you're desperate. They're taking half your money out there in California. Uh, Amen to that, brother. <laughs> I mean, hey, first off, uh, you know, Merry Christmas. God bless. You know, um, something caught my ear earlier with you, and uh, and it seems to be uh, something that's gone out of style when you were talking about your uncle and your father, and you told the truth, and you told about yourself, and you, you did something that's uh, out of style now. It's the truth. Everywhere you look, it's – it's false facade. It's uh, deception. It's lying. It's we live in a world of deception. It's absolutely disgusting. I'll give you an example of uh, where truth kills you. I was a police officer and I testified against my chief of police, not because I'm some saint, not because I'm some hero, because I received a subpoena and I took an oath to do so to tell the truth. And I told the truth and, and I was wrongfully terminated. I lost my house, my career. I lost everything because I told the truth. So I just want to say, hey, God bless you. Be a truthful man. Stand for what you are. 
and stand for where you're going to go. I'm going to ride down that road of truth, and I know one day I'm going to prevail in what happened. But uh, I really love the way you came out and was honest with everybody, man. So God bless you. God bless you as well, Peter, and good luck to you and your family. Uh, Vicky, Vicky in New York, be quick but don't hurry. Hello. Merry Christmas, and God bless, and I'll be quick. Um, I want to know what your thoughts were about the controversy that if you're uh, if you get the card, that's like the mark of the beast. I've heard that controversy. What do you think about that? I, I don't know if it's the mark of the beast. I, I would have to. I'm not prepared to go there, but I, I guess where I stand on vaccines and the mandates are, it's just like, hey man, I'm an American. America is about freedom and freedom of choice, particularly as it relates to what you put in your body. And I think it's crazy for us to be demanding that kids and healthy in their prime adults take this vaccine. It poses. Well, I have a brain aneurysm and um, my doctor, when I first had it in 2020, told me, not to get the vaccine until there was more data. But now there's more data, but I'm still afraid to get it because one of the major side effects is blood clots. And I have a brain aneurysm. I have a tube in my brain. So, I mean, and I, and plus I've had the virus. So my I have God's antibodies, you know, that's the way I feel. I think you have the right to make that choice and the government shouldn't be forcing you to make a different choice. That's what America is about. Uh, you know, we, they love to chant my body, my choice as it relates to abortion. But when Correct. it comes to this vaccine, that's out the window. Vicki, thank you for the phone call. I'm going to try to squeeze one more in here. Uh, David in Kansas City or North Carolina? David in North Carolina, I believe. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey. Be quick, but don't hurry. Hey, Jason, uh, I've followed your work uh, ever since the days of the sports reporters. And I was, uh, what, 20 years and maybe 75 pounds ago, maybe? Because I know you, you lost some weight, buddy. And I, and it was I, definitely and 20 years ago. <laughs> and, and, I, and I do know the YouTube channel. I watch it every day. You and Uncle Jimmy ruled. And uh, I heard you on this show, and I was like, I usually hate it when a, a guest host is on, but I heard you on there, and I was like, man, this is uh, – Good way to go to go into Christmas. Thank you, David. I appreciate the phone call. And it'll make you appreciate Glenn even more when he comes back uh, because Glenn votes. And Glenn is smarter than me, but he's not as good looking as me. All right. Uh, we got one more segment. And then my three-day stint will be over. Uh, I still have some time for maybe to squeeze in another phone caller or two. 888-727-2325. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Happy holidays from the Fed. They just gave us some, well, somewhat truthful reading about inflation for the first time this year. What a way to wrap up the year, right? Consumer prices and inflation have surged to a 39-year high. It's the fastest pace in nearly four decades. Energy prices up 34%. And you know how fast food costs are rising. We all feel it. On top of that, Biden is now trying to throw another $1.7 trillion into their social and climate plan, which could potentially accelerate 
accelerate inflation even more. At this point, it's just a matter of when and how bad. The U.S. dollar is in extreme peril. Gold and silver are a time-tested and conservative hedge against insanity, unrest, and potential hyperinflation. Call Goldline today. Ask how precious metals can protect what you've worked so hard to earn. Ask Goldline about their special Christmas offers and a very special bonus for listeners of my program. Be proactive. Call today, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. All right, welcome back. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Final segment of the show. Final segment of my three-day stint filling in for the great Glenn Beck. Thank you for uh, being proper host and dealing with me. Uh, I'm going to take a couple more phone calls, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, don't forget to find my podcast, Fearless with Jason Whitlock, wherever podcast or platform, particularly on Apple. You can go to YouTube, youtube.com backslash Jason Whitlock and find my podcast and the fearless conversation we're having there. Ashley, Ashley in Georgia. I love your name, Ashley. Uh, be oh, quick, but don't hurry. Jason. Yeah. I, I am fearless. I want to be a female that is fearless. So I love listening to your show and I love listening to everything you have to say. And I was so excited to hear your number one was the January 6th insurrection because I'm a prosecutor and I am so disappointed in our Department of Justice and how they've handled this and how they are characterizing these individuals who were just trying to be heard after being frustrated after not being heard for so many years. So thank you for bringing that out. Ashley, I appreciate you making that point. We in the media pretend to be the voice for the voiceless. And obviously, if we were speaking and representing the point of view and raising the questions that a lot of these Trump supporters want raised, and they have a right, they pay taxes in this country, uh, they have family members, or they perhaps or themselves are in uh, the military service, they have a right to be heard, and it's our job in the media to be their voice. We failed in doing that, and they got desperate and went to the Capitol, and now they're being treated like they're terrorists, and it's a shame. But uh, thank you for the phone call. Uh, Noah? Noah in Pennsylvania? Be quick, but don't hurry. Hi, Jason. You're doing a fantastic job. I'm 64 years old. I've never voted in my life either. I wanted to be on the sidelines. You know, I don't know that Jesus ever voted for anybody other than his father, God. And most Mennonites and Amish do not vote in this country either. One more thing. We do not have a racist problem in this country. We have a thinking problem. I totally agree with that. Uh, If we were able to think, we'd have a lot less problems. Steve, you got to be very quick without hurrying. Hi, Jason. Thank you for everything. Um, You're a good man, and we need more good men like you to stand up and fight for love, truth, and honor, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Steve, that was awesome. That's a great way to end the show. You were quick. You didn't hurry. You had a lot to say. You said it very profoundly. Uh, I've enjoyed the heck out of this. Thank you, Glenn Beck. Thank you uh, to the uh, massive audience. Uh, Find me on Twitter at WhitlockJason, at WhitlockJason. Definitely go hunt down that Fearless podcast. Join the Fearless Army. Become a Fearless Soldier. Let's take this country back. I'll see you next time. Merry Christmas. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program.